Hey, welcome to the Content Creation Made Easy podcast. This is your host, Jen Liddy. Now, over the next four weeks, I'm doing a focused mini series, kind of a deep dive on the mind blowing difference that understanding your audience deeply makes in your content and marketing efforts. I'm doing this because I have found that I've seen a lot of people struggling with their content marketing. And one of the most foundational reasons is almost always that they haven't put on the oxygen tank and gone scuba diving deep into the ocean of understanding the people that they want to serve. We're talking like way deeper than demographics or psychographics. We're talking understanding 360 degrees of your people and that lets them connect with you and makes your content marketing a lot more effective and also a lot easier for you. Now, for some reason, understanding this aspect of your audience is something that most people don't do. And if you're like about to turn this off and saying, oh, Jen, I've already done my ICA research, I ask you, stay with me because your market has changed. They know more or they're more fatigued or their problems have maybe shifted a little bit or they have something to say that you haven't heard yet. I know you think you've done this in your business, but I am also walking my walk and I am taking myself back to the foundations and I am about to open up my calendar for all kinds of content conversations with my audience because I need to know more because people are at a different point with their problem than they used to be. So why don't people want to have these conversations? Well, It might be that you don't want to bother people by talking with them, or you've been your ideal client sometime earlier in your life and you think you wouldn't learn anything. That's a big, 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 big fallacy. Or you simply think you don't have the time. But my goal and my responsibility with this podcast is to help you make content creation easier. And sometimes that means going back to foundations. So that is why we are talking over the next few weeks about understanding your exact right audience member your dream client, your ideal buyer. And they aren't the same person. You have to understand that. Your exact right audience and dream client and ideal buyer are not always in the same place in their journey. So my goal with this mini series is to help you understand the power of listening to your audience and knowing them better than they know themselves. We are kicking off this mini series with a very open, honest conversation with my client, Allie Hill. I love this conversation because Allie starts the whole thing off by saying, you know, I thought I would just open my business, have a line out the door and be making six figures in year one. And the honesty of this conversation will, I think, be pretty on brand for what you usually hear here on the podcast. We unpack her journey about how she discovered and understood her exact right audience member so she could turn them into ideal buyers and dream clients. It was not an easy journey for her. In fact, it took her about 18 months from the start of her business to where she really is at waitlist status now. So listen in, enjoy the conversation, and think about what you can take away from this conversation. See you on the other side. Bye-bye. I'm really glad that you're here today on the Content Creation Made Easy podcast because I'm interviewing somebody who has been on quite a journey to figure out who the hell she wants to work with. And this journey has not been uh, easy. It has not been fast. It has not been clear. And she has kept going. And you're going to love her. So I'm talking today to Allie Hill. Allie is a client of mine, and we've been working on her business. Allie has 
is a life coach who now specializes in helping empty nest moms find the next version of themselves, live in the next chapter of themselves, create a happiness versus an emptiness. But I want to talk to you today about her journey of finding her message, finding her exact right audience member, knowing what to say because she she, I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna be. I mean, she went from zero to room, and it took a little while for her to get some traction. But she's here today to share her story and her insights. And Allie, I want to say I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm really proud of you, and thank you for joining us today. Oh my gosh, Jen! Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited to hear you talk about your experience. So why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into life coaching and uh, what made you step into this field from what you used to do? Yeah. Okay. So I was a journalist before and I did that in LA for 15, 20 years. And I just couldn't really sustain the journalism um, schedule. So I decided to be a full-time mom and maybe I did a few little articles here and there. So that was wonderful until my daughter was about to head to college (laughs) and I realized I'm going to need something. So I started with the first program with Martha Beck and really that program for me was just a lot of learning. It was a great insight. It was so wonderful to have a schedule to need to show up and be in a classroom. And I just really liked the structure, but I never did that anything with that certification. And then a couple of years went by and I discovered the Life Coach School in Brooke Castillo. And that spoke to me because it was much more, more mindset, more cognitive, lots of tips and tools, but really direct. And so I ended up doing her program. In fact, I started her program like right as my daughter went to college. So it was perfect. And then let's see. So I knew that I wanted to be a life coach. And I think around that time when I certified Jen is when I, maybe I started working with you or a little bit after mm-hmm. I had no idea about the business. I had no, I, I just, I was one of those people who, once they became a coach, they thought all the people were just going to come and find me. <laughs> right. I was like, just tell people you're a life coach. Tell them you can help them and, and they'll just line up and they'll be knocking at least six figures a year, just yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I was, so that was a little bit of a rude awakening, but you know, you helped me so much, you know, on my journey. I can remember one specific time. I, you'll probably remember the time, whether it was six months or nine months ago, but you said to me, I know you're frustrated. <laughs> I know that you're really close to wanting to quit. Just hang in there. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Okay. I'll give it like maybe another week or another month or something. And lo and behold, you know, it turned and the tides turned. So if anyone is here is listening to this and is in that spot, the only way to fail is to quit. Yeah, Don't quit. I love that. So yeah. Let's talk about what, what was causing that frustration in that moment. Give yeah. us some background of who you thought you wanted to work with at the beginning and some of the things you were doing at the beginning to find that ideal audience member. Oh my gosh. I was like throwing spaghetti on the wall. I was, well, I guess I need to say that I'm an emptiness life coach now, but that's not what I started out as. I was the coach to all of my daughter's friends. So they just would call me and, you know, you're the one who convinced me I should start charging them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
I will charge you a little, like a, you know, $20 for an hour and a half of my time. And that was great. And then their moms started calling me because I think that they could see that there was a real difference in their daughters and they were getting a lot of benefits. So then all of a sudden I became the college mom coach and still, but it wasn't really a fit. It wasn't one of those things where I knew what I was doing. Um, It wasn't filling me up, I should say, but I was doing polls. I was doing this. And then I'm trying to think how naturally it came together you probably have a better memory than I do on how I became the emptiness coach. I just want to insert something here. Please. You're forgetting some of the extra things you were doing with this. You, you wasn't just spaghetti. You were also throwing fettuccine and linguine at the, at the, at the, <laughs> yeah. the wall too, because you oh were like doing gosh. workshops for middle school girls yeah. and middle school moms. And then you were, you, you just had gotten to this point where you loved working with these people. You saw that they really needed your help. And they really weren't willing to commit to do the work. And that was very frustrating for you. And you were like, I know they love me. I know they need me. I know I'm helpful, but A, they don't want to pay. And B, like they're not making their um, new next sessions. They're not showing up. They're not recommitting. And that was really maddening for you because you knew you had this special sauce and you were just kind of talking to an audience that was just a little bit off-center from where you yeah. really thought you could get some traction. No, it's so true. And I remember you explained to me there are there are solution, but what's, what's the whole thing? There are people oh, the solution who, ready people. Yeah. yeah. Solution ready. And even though I knew I had the solution and I thought they were ready, they weren't ready. They just really want they were what you called fans or ventures. <laughs> That's right. That's so, and I was like, wow, how can you not want help? But really, so that's, there was that section and I was doing any and everything and thank goodness for you to be able to like shine a, like a light on, on this problem of going, okay, Allie, that is really, those aren't your people. Like the, the people who, who really want you are going to be coming after you and will be committed. Do you remember the exact moment when I shifted to empty nest life coaching. I mean, oh, I do. I do. Here, here. Okay. I was like, there was a moment. It was July. It was so it would have not even been a year ago. And I was at a retreat. I was actually meeting my cohort for the first time. And we were all talking about our niches. And I was saying that I knew that there were a lot of women in my neighborhood that needed help. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wonder if they're going to see this. <laughs> not you and not you and not you, but um, <laughs> you, of course, not you, you, not you. Not you. but the other one, yeah. And then we were sort of talking about it, and then I was saying, but you know what? They all need it. I know they need it. They don't, they don't know it. they need it. They don't know they need it, and they're not going to pay for it. But as soon as I got that kind of aha moment of who it was, I realized it's not the ladies in my neighborhood. It's all the other people. And then it was really an exercise of how to get out of my neighborhood. Yeah. And that was a whole journey, you know, which we can speak to too. Yeah. So this is really good. So for the audience, anybody who's listening, what Ali's talking about here is 
your audience is on a journey. The people that you want to work with are on a journey. And some people are just not ready to admit they have a problem. Some people don't even know they have a problem. Some people don't see their problem. Like you can see it so clearly and you know you could help them. But if they're not ready and willing to admit that there's an issue and they're not searching or they're not curious about a solution for this thing, then you are going to spend as a content creator and as a person marketing your business, you're going to spend a lot of time throwing the spaghetti and the fettuccine and maybe some bow tie pasta also against the wall. And I think you just got to the point where you were like, it just hit you at the right moment where you're like, okay, who else is, if it's not these people and it's not those people, it's not the other people, then who the hell is it? And that's when we got really laser focused. And then it all came to you really quickly and easily. And I think that that's when we put out the poll, we put out the poll of like, okay, you know, what are you looking for? I kind of just did a calling all, I don't even know if this is the empty nest, calling all empty nesters, but something along those lines. And all of a sudden the stories came in and all the comments came in and I'm like, wow, this is it. These are the people. They're not, they're apparently not in my neighborhood, but they're in the world. And then they all started privately in my DMs. It was a secret conversation, which was so interesting because I remember I would be telling you, Jen, I'm so tired because I was up till midnight answering all my DMs and it's great. And I love serving these people, but it'd be so nice if they would share it in the comments. Everybody else could know. And then, and then that switched. It's like one, once somebody commented, commented, the floodgates opened and everybody felt safe. That was a great moment. Yeah. So that's when you really started to learn your exact right audience member, but it was quite a journey for you. And it was not fast and it was not straightforward at all. So then they start DMing you. And what did you learn from them DMing you? I learned that they were really desperate. Like they really, I think they were in the box of solution oriented, except for some weren't. Because I remember saying, oh my gosh, there's this woman that DMs me every day. And she did for three or four months. And then finally, when I had a beautiful offer to present her, she was like, I'm fine. Thank you. And then you reminded me that there are fans and there are, you know, people who just want your content, but then there are people who really want your help. And once I kind of, it was just the learning curve. Once I got over that and just really listened to what their words were, they were saying, I mean, you really taught me that pay attention to the, your, their words and mirror that back to them, you know, in your message. I mean, now almost, I don't want to jinx myself, knock, 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 but like on a daily basis, I get someone who says, I don't know how, I, how you're, how you came to me on Instagram, but you, I was bawling all day yesterday and you're saying exactly, exactly what I needed to hear. I mean, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Finally. So how would you describe who this person is? Because we've talked a lot about the process that you've gone through to come to understand who your audience is, but like we, people still who are listening still don't know, like actually who you help. So who is it that you help? I know. And I feel like everybody knows because that's what you talk about all the time. They're all living with me. (laughs) No. So this is a, a person, the empty nester whose child is either about to go to college has gone, you know, is at college, has been out of college. Basically, they're women moms who have adult children out of the house and they're in transition. A lot of them have been full-time moms 
and they have devoted themselves 24 hours to the care and love and support of their family and their kids. And then I have a bunch, a ton actually of single moms who are working moms who've been working all the way through, but they don't have the partner. And, you know, the partner can be a great thing when you're an empty nester. It can be a whole nother complication. So those are my women, the women whose role has changed dramatically. And even if they were trying to prepare for it, it's a bit of a shock and a transition. And, you know, the the phrase like, now what? That's just what they all have in common. Yeah. So these are people who are either gearing up to be empty nesters or are empty nesters and they're struggling with it. And because I love talking so much about what their words are, are they willing to admit that this is a struggle for them? How do they describe the pain that, or the problems that they're having? Yeah, their, their word is struggle. Okay. Some say grieving. A lot say sad, heavy, empty, purposeless not feeling that they have a purpose, loss of identity. There are all these very heavy, heavy words. I'm trying to think. I mean, that that sort of encapsulates most of them. Yeah. What I love about, you're so wonderful to coach, Allie, because you're you're so coachable in that many life coaches come to work with somebody on their marketing and they use words like, I want to help my people be more empowered. I want to help women in transition. I want to help them step into their best self. But those are not words that people are Googling to solve their problem, right? So you very quickly embraced, okay, I have to let go of that life coach jargon and really step into speaking their language. And it has completely worked in your favor, right? It does. I mean, the minute I got clear on who they are and started using their words, and they could see that I understood them by using their words. And really, and it's not like a fake using their words. Like really, I am embracing their words, holding them, thinking about it, and then saying back to you. It's really me saying, I see you, I hear you, I get you, and I've got you. Like, let's do this. And they, yeah, they're, they're coming. Yeah. Well, I call that the marketing mirror. A lot of people who come to me for content creation feel like, oh, like I don't want to talk about their problem. I don't want to talk about their pain. But sometimes you're naming it for the person. You're actually doing them a favor by giving them the words and mirroring what it's not manipulative. Like you said, it's not yucky. It's a, it's like sometimes Allie, you're the only person who hears them or sees them. Like, especially your people, they haven't really been seen in a long time. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I just got off the call with a client today who said, you know, I've got a great marriage. My husband is amazing. I've got great friends, but nobody gets it. Nobody gets what I'm going through. Like I'm a happy, go lucky, like person. This has thrown me for a loop. And this woman was telling me, she's like, I've become a real estate agent. I'm looking into becoming a life coach. I've got a store. I've got, she goes, and it's not helping. And I said, well, we, we might we might want to try processing feelings. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. God damn it. But I also had to say, listen, I'm a life coach and I need my coach to say, <laughs> by the way, let's do that feeling work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, first of all, I want to congratulate you on all the work that you've done and how clear you've gotten. And now we're seeing a lot of traction happening. And so I would love to talk about the growth and the wins that you've specifically seen once you got your ideal, perfect, exact, right audience member pat down. 
Well, for one, I got to start charging a little money. (laughs) So I stopped coaching entirely for free. And then I think what's happened is the more I've listened to people, the more I've been able to tailor programs for them. So like right now I've got a Your Turn program. It's just a three-month coaching program. And in that, we, we, we discuss all the things that they're doing, I think, but we have a goal in mind. That one's really sort of goal-oriented. I have the Happiness Membership Program, which is just launching this week. And that's really these these women have said they want community. They want to be with other women who are going through their exact same journey, even if it looks differently. So that's been really great to offer that to them. And then I just have some one-on-one coaching. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, well, first, so you've been able to make some more money, tailor your offers. The beautiful thing about being able to tailor your offers is you're not offering a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this, which which a lot of people fall into that thing because they're like, maybe I just need more offers. And that's almost never the solution. When you have more offers, that means you just need to do more marketing and people get confused. So right. yes, you're very tailored on that. The other thing I'd love for you to talk about is your Instagram growth. It has been from zero to very, very impressive. How many, what are you up to now? Like 6,000 something. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's crazy. When you and I started, I was at 200. If even, if even, if, if even. And that I mean, was a it, lot of like uh, personal friends. friends. Yeah. That was all friends and family, which quickly dropped off with they're not empty nesters because I'm very, very directed on the empty nest message. So yes, you got to see my trip to LA last week, but <laughs> by and large, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want me to speak to how I did it? Because, okay, yeah, because... I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is the scientific process or not, Jen, but it worked for you. this is what worked for me. So first of all, I actually invested in somebody who helps me with Instagram. So I write all the content. I hire her to do the Canva and all of that because I was spending hours and hours and hours on Canva. It's just something where I just, I love colors, but it was such a waste of time. I'm much better writing giving it to her, she can slap it on and boom, done. That was a big one. Also, you know, just, just getting kind of clear on my essence and my like colors and all of that. I really have, I think it's good to be consistent in your aesthetic. So there's that. Definitely the mirroring back of people, of what my clients and what the people in the community were saying they needed help on. I would address that specifically in my messages and then my secret sauce formula for, for gaining, I guess, you know, besides those ways for gaining followers is when I would have a, a post that would have high engagement organically, I would say I would have three to five comments. I'd have 100, 200 likes. I would boost it. And what that means is I would push, you know, boost. And I'd say for five, for five days, $5 a day. That got me what I would say out of the neighborhood because I could tailor it to emptiness moms, 40 to 60 in the US. I did do that accidental thing where I hit Africa the first time. That was that didn't work as well, but I do have a great client from Panama. But that just got me out of the neighborhood. And once that happened, I mean, I think. So yeah, so from September, I'd say September to now, how you're good at math, nine months or whatever, 
I think, yeah, 200 to 6,500. Incredible. And you not only show up regularly, you create content regularly, but all I, one of the things I really like is your message is so consistent. It's not like you have to recreate the wheel. And I really want people listening to remember, you don't have to always be baking the bread from scratch. You can go and reuse the messaging, tweak it a little bit, make it look a little bit different, but your people are just still really drawn to the, to a very similar message that you've had since you nailed down this, this ideal audience member. Yes. No. And, and you're speaking to a really important part or component because I know I've said to you, Jen, I'm so bored of my message. Don't you think people are tired of me yet? I say the same thing over and over again. And you always remind me that it's not, you know, just because I'm putting it out there doesn't mean somebody saw it. And how many times have I missed people's feeds? And yeah, so I tweak it a little bit. They still want to be seen and heard. You're so right. You know, and also you write one thing, you do a story on one thing, you blog on one thing, like you can repurpose it all over the place. Yeah. I always say to my clients, you're going to get bored of your content way before your audience will. Like you have to manage your mindset because entrepreneurs, like they're brilliant. They're fast. They're constantly like thinking like, and so they're on to like the next thing. And I feel like with you, if we didn't have like a strong anchor, you'd be like, okay, I'm done with empty nest sounds. What's my next thing? Cause you're so oh. highly creative and it's oh. the staying in this lane. Now that we've got some traction, we're staying in the lane and, and you've launched your membership. You had 67 people on your wait list for your membership. Uh, you've got private clients that you paying you that you never had for like, there's so many big wins around this. Now that we're, now we're just going to keep the machine humming. And you just have to keep reminding me. <laughs> they were nice, but I'm going over here now. Right. Oh, no. I know. I know. We're so, we're also guilty of that. So I would love to hear, what do you, like, what's your favorite part of your messaging? Either because it resonates with your audience or because it really means a lot to you. What's your favorite thing to talk about to your empty nest moms? Well, I mean, I think, I think what's most important to them is that I, you know, I recognize the pain points and I speak to them. So I think it's 50-50. I really like shining that light and letting them know that they're not alone and that I see them, I hear them. It really is a thing. Empty nesting really is, a you know, it's a hard transition, yeah. but I really love the other part. I really love letting them know that there's hope, yeah. that there's possibility that, listen, it doesn't have to be hard definitely feel your feelings, but listen, we can get to the other side and I can show you how. And you're living proof of that. I think that's an important point because a lot of people, they either only want to talk about the possibility and never address the pain points, or they kind of get stuck in only talking about the pain points. And you do a really beautiful job of balancing both. I just want to honor that with you. What advice would you give to somebody who's really struggling to nail down their messaging or find their just right audience member? Hire Jen Liddy. That's what (laughs) (laughs) first and foremost. No, of course, but I would say that. If anybody (laughs) asks me, that is what I would say. No, like I don't know. I think I came to you as such a hot mess. (laughs) I was like, my thousand ideas. But I would, I would, I would say get help. Listen, don't, don't be in a box. Don't be, it's as a writer, first and foremost, sitting and looking at the empty page is really hard. It's so much easier if you have prompts. It's easier if you have somebody who is 
someone to bounce ideas off, to mirror things with, definitely get some help and get, you know, things that you said to me, get specific. When you think you've gotten specific, get more, keep going down, 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 almost to the point where, you know, I help 37 year old empty nest moms who have two boys and one daughter at UCLA, like maybe not. Almost tone it down because those people, when you, it feels like you're confining yourself, but what it really is, is you are getting your absolutely ideal client, both, both for them and for you. And then you don't have to worry about all the maybes and yeah, I might, I might hire you. I, yeah. Kind of thing. And when you start to know, like I'm at the point where Allie and I are at the point where when we work together, she'll be talking to me and I'm writing down what she's saying. And I can, I know what she's going to say because she said it so much. Like her message is so consistent that I'll be writing. And she's like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And like, she just knows her message so deeply. And I want that for everybody. Cause once you get it, it feels like you don't feel like burning your business down anymore or walking away from it or. No, it's exciting. I mean, and there's still ups and downs, but you've got the foundation and you know, like having done, you know, a couple of things and this works and this doesn't, you know, you really taught me it's just data. It's just great information. Keep going. I mean, and now I'm, you know, teaching this to my daughter who's looking for a job, applying all over the place. Just keep going. You know, I think that that's, that's the biggest thing. Thank you for sharing your insights. We would love to hear where people can connect with you. I know we're going to talk about your Instagram and also let's talk about your membership and how people can at least get into your world. Cause I know you've got a great download for people too. Oh yeah. Okay. So many things. So everything, all my handles are the same, Allie Hill coaching. So if you type that in, you will go to my website or it'll be on my link tree. From there, it will show you all my offers. The exciting one right now is the Happy Nest program because that's the way I can connect with you and you can connect to others. There's a private Facebook group and um, there's my Your Turn three-month membership, which I've got a waiting list for that right now because we're all full through May. And then I just do some one-on-one single coaching if you just need something and in the moment and it's just like a nine, you know, nine one one. Is it nine one one? Four one one. You can tell I never dial the phone. Those are not your thing. <laughs> Information and emergency. Call me. You can dial four one one or nine one one. Allie will answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. So those are all the things. Yeah. Allie Hill coaching is pretty much it. Great. Allie, thank you for sharing your journey with us because I'm not only so proud of you, I'm really excited for other people to hear that it's possible that you can feel like you're treading water for a long time in the deep end of the pool and you just want to, you know, give up and climb on the floaty. But now you're like, you know, now you're like swimming laps and you're so strong in your messaging and I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. And you worked in my water analogy. But that's, that's so right. You're, all about the water. Like right. you're on the paddleboard now. Yeah. Thank you, Allie. Yes. Please, everyone, go check out Allie's stuff. It's, it's, And if you know somebody, maybe you're not an empty nest mom or maybe you're about to become an empty nest mom. I'm telling you, I'm four years out from becoming an empty nest mom and I'm following her stuff and I am just like sopping it up with a biscuit. You're going to be dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with you in four years. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Allie. Such a pleasure, my friend. Bye, everybody.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.